0: You know, as I was reading through the book of Matthew, trying to figure out the scriptures for today, I found out that, um, well, part of it, reading and going through this scripture makes me a little uncomfortable. Any of you ever read scripture and get uncomfortable? Okay, good. Because, you know, I would have a hard time if I was the only one because I, well, I'm a people person. (laughs) By the way, for all of you people, people, um this this quarantine and staying home will end and we will all see each other again, I promise so you know as I was reading though the book of Matthew, one of the things that um, I was reminded in my Bible here it's the new interpreter study Bible and um, <clears throat> we have scripture today from the book of Matthew and it's scripture that's found in all um, four. Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And so in each specific um, gospel, there's a a kind of focus. And one of the things that was shared in the book of Matthew was, as um, we read through this last week of Jesus' life and read the scripture from um, chapters 23, 24, 25, and even 26, this scripture has made enough people uncomfortable that some people have used it as a reason to point fingers at other people, namely um, Jewish people. And actually Matthew is what has been used for um, anti-Semitism, which is um, saying that God is no longer for Jewish people. I don't believe this is true. I don't believe this is what the scripture should be used for. Um, The study section of my Bible says that's not what this is about. In fact, what really is the issue in Matthew as Jesus is going about the last week of his life is when Matt and I sat down to talk about Palm Sunday and how we were going to do this once we found out that the um, choir was not going to sing and I no longer had the Sunday off. In fact, it was more complicated than it would have been. Um, I said, you know, Matthew has Jesus bumping up against the authorities every time he turns around the last week of his life. We have our scripture today where he starts in Matthew 23 and says, listen to the scribes and the Pharisees and those who sit on Moses' throne. In other words, those who are called to teach and to preach and to, to guide the people on how they are to be and how they are to follow God's love. He says, but don't do what they do. And as we read through, I invite you this next week to read chapters 22 through 25, read sections, read the whole thing. Get a little uncomfortable. And as you read, I invite you to look at it and see how Jesus, as he bumps up against the authorities, is continually reminding us about God's amazing love. You see... What happens is, as Jesus finds people who are abusing their power, he's calling them to a different way. He ends the scripture that I shared this morning with, the first shall be last, and those who humble themselves shall be exalted, and those who exalt themselves shall be humbled. Now, I know it's in a different order, but that's kind of my paraphrase, and it's something I constantly think of as a pastor. Pastor. Because the reality is, is that as people, we all have a place, a role. We all have people that we take care of, we're in charge of, we watch over. And my question for you is, how are you doing about taking care of them? Sometimes, as humans, we get to a point that instead of realizing the responsibility that we have, we see it as a way to control others, especially, oh, especially when we're Uncertain. You know, it's kind of sad right now as we are all self secluding and dealing with um, illness and having to um, stay our distance from people. The reports I'm getting and the fear that people have is that domestic violence is rising. Power over. Instead of looking at your partner, your spouse, and saying, You go to your place. I'm going to go to my place. Let's calm down because, man, we've got to figure out how to do this together. We take it out on each other. We have teachers who are so worried about their children who they know being around their kids this long. I mean, we were in Bible study a couple weeks ago and talking about um, lifting up in prayer a child that had been shaken, a baby. A baby. And who had shaken baby syndrome, and we were all sharing this, and I said, you know, I didn't understand about shaken baby syndrome until I had my own child who was colicky. And Jared and I, my husband, we laughed about this whole idea of shaking your child, and I said, I I started to get it, because you're in charge, and you have no control, and no way to fix, and you just have to be there and love them, and sometimes you get so frustrated. And so how do we put those things in place that make it so that we are stepping back? How do we do it as bosses who say it'd be just a lot easier right now just to lay everyone off and not have to pay those salaries? I know we have the CARES Act. If you haven't heard about it, call somebody who knows about it. But what else can we do? How do we lift each other up? You know, just this last week, I got a message on my phone that said I have a haircut appointment coming up. And I messaged my, the lady who does my hair, and I said, um, you're not taking appointments, right? And she messaged back and said, no, I'm planning to reschedule in May. And I just messaged, and I said, can I still pay for it? She cried. How do we exalt each other? During a global pandemic when the harshness of life just got harder, how do we live for each other? Before the end of the week, Jesus is going to see people at their worst. Celebrating, paving the way, calling him king and lord. And by Friday, he will have upset so many people disrupted so many lives, got in the face of so many people, made so many uncomfortable, especially leaders, people who've gotten caught up in being right and being in power and, and people who've gotten caught up in making sure that politically they're on the right side and they're correct. You know, there's no political side right now. There's Humanity. And they're going to hang him on a cross to die. So my question as we live through this whole thing, as we come on Palm Sunday, is are we waving our palm branches and celebrating? And as are are we lifting God up and sharing the love of Christ and, and humbling ourselves and helping one another and looking at our fellow human beings? Even when we're secluded from each other and saying, we're in this together, how can we help? Or are we taking control and getting more and more scared and full of fear and worry? A pastor who I like and respect, her comment was, what if the opposite of fear was love? As as David pointed out, the sacrifice of Jesus wasn't a sacrifice because he knew what was going to happen and what needed to happen. But it's a sacrifice for us because of the fact that the reality is, is to not put him there. We have to change our ways. So which are you doing? You know, as we sing, tell me the stories of Jesus, we're getting ready for the, the verse that reminds us how Jesus calmed the storm. It's one of the new ones. Well, one of the old new ones. And how in the midst of all that raged, I mean, I can't even remember the scripture, but he was on the boat. In fact, numerous times Jesus calmed the storm. And in the midst of all that was going on, the disciples were scared. And Jesus just said, calm, peace. And everything was okay. Are we believing that? Are we having faith in that even when we're not sure how the bills are going to get paid and the kids are driving us crazy and we have no idea how to teach them? Just so you know, I got to teach Grayson how to convert fractions to decimals. Whew. There was one problem I just had him scratch out because I had no idea how to explain it at that time. So are we living in the calm of the storm, remembering God's love is here? Or are we putting our Savior on the cross? The reality is we'll do both. But How do we keep our focus on God, on the Lord, on on the love of Christ that is shared with us, on the forgiveness that we receive all the gifts God gives so we can trust in the calm and trust and believe in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. God, help us. Guide us as we journey to Good Friday that remind us there's an Easter, that your love, your life will be revealed, will be shown, and that you are here Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Amen.